The Tim Tam McFlurry is back at Macca's, now available with rich chocolate soft serve. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day. Julian DeStoop and the social media influencer, the man that's got the social media in a flummox today, Adam White, uh, joins me as well. Ryan off the tempest. Very happy with you. Amazing call, Reece Smith and Labashane. Couldn't agree more, says Ryan. You can join us on the Harcourts open line for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. You're joining us thanks to Kia. Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9. And Mac has the chicken. Big Mac is back at Macca's. Uh, before we get to Tim and Mark, Steve Smith on the ABC tonight, post-play. I'm actually happy to go to the top. Yeah, I'm pretty keen if that's what they want to do. I'm sure the selectors and Ron and Paddy will have a chat after this game, but yeah, I'm certainly interested. Do you think they've made the decision already? Uh, no, I don't think You don't have. think so? I think they... No, I don't... I think they are hesitating because I think if they knew who it was going to be, they may well have announced it already or you'd know in the team. And I think that the fact that Steve Smith is even saying that now, mm. uh, and he is part of the the leadership group, is part That's of the a good team point. for a long yeah. time. If he's saying, so what are they? Hey, I'll what do what are they not they sure about? That's a very good question. I, because I don't think anyone is jumping out of the trees to say pick me outside Cameron Bancroft, who has done very well in the Shield cricket this year, but where he's got his runs have been probably mm. more batter friendly than say someone like Marcus Harris, who's had some difficult times mm. at the MCG. They played up in Queensland in Mackay where things were a bit difficult. Um, the Adelaide Oval just before the break, again, a, a wicket that was really hard to bat on. I think it's really hard. It's very, it's really hard to put them all together and yeah. work out, mm. you know, what, who's who in the zoo and, and where they're doing it. It's very easy for people that don't watch Sheffield Shield cricket to just get go to Google and, and look at the numbers. Get the numbers, yeah, of course. Because if you did that, you'd pick Cameron Bancroft. Mm. But it's not as simple as no. that. And I think people need to remember that Cameron, uh, that Marcus Harris has been the incumbent for the last two years. He's gone on to as outside of India. He's gone on to as to be that backup batsman, that concussion sub batsman. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. He's always been there, waiting in the wings for when David Warner lost form enough to be replaced. Now, in the end, he stayed in there. Um, so I don't think Harris has done enough wrong to just all of a sudden fall off the queue and say, no, he's not good enough. He's not going to get that opportunity. But I think the the thing that's made things a little bit more confusing for the selectors is they didn't really want to have Cameron Green out of the team. They that's see right. him as a generational yes. talent. Yes. Now, the only reason he lost his spot in the team was because he got injured in the ashes. Yeah. Marsh came in. And it's done beautifully. And they had to keep him. Yeah. Um, so they they could see Cameron Green being a number four. So I guess they're feeling if he could be a number four, could he be a number mm. one? Now, we were talking about this before the break. I, I it's, it's uncomfortably with me that you would just put someone in to open the batting for your country who's never even done it for your state. I find that a bit hard. Mm. Um, and that would be what they would do if they gave it to Cameron Green. Now, Steve Smith, he's, you know, top five best bats of all time. He could probably do anything. Yeah. But is that just a short-term mm. solution uh, feels to a it. problem? Yeah, feels it. Yeah, uh, It's interesting. I've got an observation about Mitch Marsh. I'll, uh, I'll throw it at you after we speak to a couple of callers here on the Harcourts Open Line. Uh, Tim in beautiful Doreen. G'day, Tim. G'day, Julian and Whitey. Good to hear you guys um, chatting some cricket. Um, what do you got for us, mate? And 
Well, just a bit of an observation. So, <clears throat> um, yesterday the game, and I guess the discussion's been around the demise of Test cricket the last few days, and sometimes the game's its own worst enemy. So, yesterday they went off for bad light in the middle of the day. Um, today we were set up for a cracking finish, I reckon, tomorrow. And unfortunately, play's gone past that 5.30 cutoff where they're playing the extra half an hour. And in fading light and shadows on the pitch, Hazelwood's gone through um, Pakistan and effectively ended the contest. And a similar thing happened at the G when we were set up for a, an exciting last day with Pakistan maybe needing about 100 runs, five in hand. And then there was like a, a batting collapse past that 5.30 cutoff, fading light, tail enders coming into face, express pace. I feel like the game's its own worst enemy. So... You know, you had experienced batsmen yesterday, Smith and uh, I think it was Lavishane was still in at that point yeah, in time. Yep. yep. And they could, you know, they they weren't able to face the ball in the middle of the day, and yet we expect tailenders to come in after 5:30 and and face the ball. So I just feel like sometimes, hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully tomorrow is a cracking day and it's a real nail biter. But I don't think so. I feel like um, Australia will wipe out the Pakistan tail end in a couple of overs tomorrow and and get the runs easily, but. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes the, the rules of test cricket stop it from being a great contest. I don't know if you agree or not, but I just sort of put it out there. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And I, I love cricket more than most people do, but it frustrates me some of the things that happen. You know, you might have a rain delay and you come on for half an hour and then you come off and have lunch. Exactly. Um, there's not, there, to be more, those sorts of there needs to be more flexibility yeah, when things like that happen. They, they, they decide they'll play, but they won't start for another 45 minutes when the ground's clearly good enough to play and they've got to, you know, get it perfect and all these sorts of things. They're the sorts of things that, that frustrate me and the bad light situation yesterday was Farcical. a clear farce. That yeah, was a was. farce. Um, today, I mean, look, the difference is that the, it was bright. I mean, there were shadows, but it was bright sunshine. You, so and you can't criticise them for going off for bad light and then extending play to make up from overs yeah. they've lost. See, to me, I, I've talked about this on the coverage in the Perth test. I'd like there to be, now Jules, you love your world game, soccer, mm -hmm. football, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, where you have stoppage time. And yeah. you, you then play your 90 minutes and then your stoppage time. I'd like it to be whether the umpires or the third umpire or even the match referee wants to have a stopwatch. That whenever there is a stoppage yeah. for, oh, a, that's, that makes for sense. a drink or for a change of gloves or for a... Um, an inspection as to whether the ball hit the rope or not, mm -hmm. a DRS, all those sorts of things. The stopwatch is put on that. And if at the end of play there is 25 minutes worth of stoppage time, I think that makes you sense. play that 25 I minutes. I like that. And that might get us closer to our 90 overs in a day, but which also means there is more cricket to be played. So all that dead time, so if someone's got the – has to go and get the black pit of tape off the sight screen like we had today – Go and do that, yeah. but when as, we're not as losing fans, cricket we're not over, we're going it. to lose cricket yeah. over it. We'll just play it at, at the end. Yep, yeah, don't mind that. Uh, let's get to Mark in Sydney, who's joined us. Hello, Mark. G'day, guys. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, um, I can't think. When was the last time a test in Australia fourteen wickets fell in a day? Because obviously both sides are struggling to bat on this pitch, and I'd like to know the last time that there were two tests that the ball dominated the bat. Because obviously, India and South Africa, we had 23 wickets <laughs> fall in a day. It, it's just remarkable. And I'm going to disagree with that other guy. I, I think Australia <laughs> are going to be as nervous as hell chasing these runs because this pitch is not easy to bat on at all. Um, I love test cricket. 
And I think there's just an evolving story here, and it's just bloody magnificent. Yeah. I've got some terrible memories of as a kid of Australia in fourth innings. Small totals. Yes. Remember SCG against South Africa? Farney, Farney de Villiers. De Villiers yep. Damien Martin shot. Yeah, yep. Oh, we were terrible yeah. back in the day. And, and that created some real um, skeletons in the closet, if you like, for, mm. for quite a while after that. Um, look, there was the test match here in Brisbane last that's summer. Good. That's the one that I thought South of Africa, when uh, Mark was saying that. Days. Yeah, yeah. green top. Yep. So, look, I think there's a – I mean, today, that the last session, 78 runs and 11 wickets, which is, which is unheard of. Mm. I do feel that – one of the things that is happening with the proliferation of T20 cricket, uh, players don't have either the technique or they don't have the patience patience and resilience mm. to stick through a difficult yes. period. Yep. That it's better to go, oh, you know what, I'm going to hit out or get out or I'm going to take the game on because it's hard rather than actually bunker down and fight through a tough period. I think it's a bit of that is T20 cricket. I also think it's a generation. I was going to say. I think the, I'm going to sound like a really old man here, but, we the, are. but the people that are under the age of 30, they don't have that same level of resilience mm-hmm. as older generations. So they do. So I th- And I do think that is quite emblematic when it comes to cricket and batting is that it gets a bit hard. Yeah, I think there's a bit in that. Let's get to uh, Barvin in Hoppers Crossing. He wants to talk about the opening uh, dilemma for the Aussies. Hey, Barvin. <laughs> oh hi! Uh, Happy New Year. Okay? You too. Uh, yeah, I just want to have. Yeah, uh, just want to have my uh, say about this uh, opening batting dilemma. Now, uh, as you guys discussed, you know that uh, 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 Cam Green, you know, he's on in the bench. You know, like he got injured, and then Mitch Marsh came in, and like you know, we all know, you know, that he's playing the best figure of his life at the moment. So, in my opinion, um, I think Mitch Marsh should be given an opportunity to open the batting for Australia. And this is how uh, Cam Green will make his way into the team again. And he and he's like, and I would see him as a, a future Australian captain, you know, like he's a great prospect. And at the moment, he's, he's sitting on the bench. So I think if Mitch Mars opened the inning and the good thing about Mitch Mars, you know, that he can bat at any position. So like he's already batting, opening the batting for Australia in like T20 and as well as the one day game. So I think he should be given and Opportunity okay, so, yeah, to open okay, the meeting. Yep. Okay, so I'll, I'll be Tony Dottermaid and you can be who you are and you're in the selection meeting and we're getting ready for the test in the West Indies. I've got a couple of questions for you. Who's a better number six, Mitch Marsh or Cameron Green? Uh, see, uh, I would say um, Mitch Marsh in this yep. team, current team, but if there, was, there is no Warner in the team, then I would say... Uh, yep. Ken Green would be the best play, batsman to get at number six. That, so you think he's a better number six than, than Mitch Marsh? Uh, uh, like what, I, what I'm trying to say is Mitch Marsh can batting at any position. He's already batting at, uh, like he's already opened op, op the inning for Australia in one day in T20. So totally why different. are they giving him an opportunity? Yeah, yeah I, I, th- I completely agree. But it's worth yeah. trying, you know, I would say. Yeah, yeah look. Uh, and again, it, like. It's one of those what are things. The other yeah. So, yeah. well, it's one of those things is that Mitch Marsh has finally made it at Test cricket, yeah. and he's doing it at number six. He's been the best player of the series. Um, I wouldn't change something that's working so well for Australia that, and, and for Mitch Marsh. And Mitch Marsh doesn't want to open. Mm. So I just say, right, that's one. That's one position we don't need to change. 
Don't rob Mitch mm. to pay Pat. Is that what you're sort of saying? So oh, you yeah. just leave him there. And and if, if Cam Green needs to bide his time for a little bit longer because he is young, um, then that's mm. what has to happen Please. because I wouldn't be changing Mitch Marsh for in that position at all. Um, and oh, I think I think it's uh, – for me, I'm saying if I'm Tony Dottomate or if I'm George Bailey, yep. I'm picking up the phone and yep. I'm ringing Marcus Harris and I'm saying to Marcus, right, Marcus, you have been the mm. man in the wings for the last two years. You were unlucky to get dropped last time. You have got four mm. test matches. You've got the two against the West Indies. You've then got the two against New Zealand. Prove to us and prove to yourself that you are our best bet as the opening batsman to replace David Warner. You've got four test matches. Show us. You've wanted the opportunity. Yeah, but, you haven't been able to get yeah. it. Now you've got it. Show us no. that you are the next best. Yeah, but my point is, is uh, Marcus Harris better than Cam Green? Like Cam Green can uh, ball. He's an excellent fielder, gully fielder, as well as yeah. he, can, he can ball as well. He can bat too. And he's an excellent f- fielder. So he's, yeah, if you weigh the well, options, you know, like Cam Green and Marcus Harris, yeah. Yeah, I'll, and, I, and I'll I'll, I would argue, <laughs> I would say that Marcus Harris is the better option because he does it. He's done it for Australia. He's done it for his state. He's got 28 first-class centuries as an opening batsman. So I, I, I'm trusting that over what Cam Green might be able to do. Anyway, it's almost like a guest. It is. Uh, Bob and uh, thank you so much for your call. Uh, much appreciated. Now, my observation about Mitch Marsh. Yes. Watching him bat on uh, day one. He's got bigger. The bison's got bigger. Yeah, I think he's he, a mountain he is. of a man. But you know how some people look bigger on TV than they do in real life? <laughs> does he? No, I reckon he's the other way around. I don't think he looks as big when you interview him as he does on TV. Yeah, right. God, he looked like he was no, he, he's he, huge. I thought I thought a very similar thing. Even mm. when he's running around in the field, he almost looks too big. Mm. Hey, just one more on the opening situation. We'll give you a sports update in a minute, thanks to the spirit of Tasmania. Um, is the scoring rate come into it when it comes to who the next Australian Open? Because well, we've been lucky for 20 years now. Your great mate, Matty Hayden, and then uh, David Warner <laughs> really get that. They tick it over where yeah. Cam Bancroft doesn't. No, Is that's that, right. Does that come no, into it? It does. It absolutely does. Because if you look at Usman Khawaja, who strikes at under 15 test cricket, that's okay when you've got David Warner striking at 75. That's right. Yeah. So if you were to go with... Cameron Bancroft to open the batting with Usman Khawaja. You've got one that's striking mid-30s, low-30s in Bancroft and Khawaja sort of mid-40s with Labashane coming in at three. So I think in an ideal world, and it never really is an ideal world, you'd want someone comparable mm. to Warner striking the ball um, to be able to set up that ability to get 100 runs in the first session of a test match mm. to get the momentum rolling. Marcus Harris is the best of that. I was going to say, he's the quickest of those three. But he's he's not 70. No. um, But I think he has the capacity to probably go at 60. Mm. Yeah. Um, But I I think that's absolutely a consideration. Mm. A few off the uh, text machine. Uh, I would argue Marcus Harris doesn't just get picked because he's Victorian. Whitey, Green is much more (laughs) valuable than Harris. Long term, Uh, maybe. mm. G'day, boys. Great cricket discussion. I might sound like a dinosaur, but when did the comment, oh, that's the way he plays, become acceptable? Dig in when it gets tough has disappeared, says Craigo in uh, Adelaide. Um, Bancroft has batted on batter-friendly decks while Marcus Harris has batted on minefield, spoken like a true ex-Victorian media manager. (laughs) (laughs) They're not picking Harris ahead of Bancroft, uh, says Colo. Uh, Just a quick sports update. Thanks to the Spirit of Tassie. Stretch out in freedom on board of Spirit of Tassie. Free from luggage limits. You can pack more in your adventure with the spirit of Tasmania. I was watching the match between 
South, South Africa and India last yeah. night. Extraordinary test match, as you mentioned. Just 642 balls were delivered in the entire match. Aiden Markram, that's one of the great hundreds. 106 so, off 103 on a minefield. So Aiden Markram was the man that South Africa didn't pick <laughs> last time they came out <laughs> last summer to play Cricket does some strange they, selection they, they, stories. They, they, they do. Has Rizwan not playing the first test? Yeah, that's another one. Travis Head getting dropped for the first test in India. Oh, so uh, in the end, uh, India got their six for 61, thanks to Jasper Boomer and uh, the Renegade. God, they're frustrating to watch the Renegades. Uh, got done last night no, that's, by that's, the Hobart Hurricanes. That, that's actually quite a significant story. For the team that they were on paper going Pretty in, good on paper. It is. And now they've lost a cock for the rest of the season. Um, you know, Finch... I'm not even sure whether he'll get back and play. Yep. Maybe he'll get back to play one more. But there's still a lot of talent in that team. Yep. They they can't be not winning a game. No, underperforming. Uh, let's get a break away. Uh, a bit more uh, sports headlines to come after the break. You can join the conversation as well. one 736 736 after an extraordinary day three of the third test between Australia and Pakistan. This is Sports Day for Kia. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9. And Maccas, the chicken Big Mac, is back at Maccas.